welcome to From American Presidents to American Gladiators, which is the working title of our American Gladiators podcast. This is the officially unofficial American Gladiators podcast. To my knowledge, we now hold the record for most episodes consecutively about the American Gladiators, and we may be the only American Gladiators podcast that I'm aware of. I'm Blaine Zimmerman, joined as always by my co-hosts Ryan Allwart and Russ Slivka. Say hello. 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 Okay, thank you. <laughs> so uh, we did get some some good feedback from the first episode, so we're going to keep going with this. Yeah. We still are yeah. working on a, a title, and for right now, this is still on the Presequential Podcast feed. It is titled as Season 4 of the Presequential Podcast. Wow. That's amazing that there's that many. Yeah, and I think eventually we'll probably have its own like spinoff to where it's its own podcast feed once we have a name and a logo and things. It's a little bit different. Ryan is drinking non-alcoholic athletic brew company. Yeah, a free wave hazy IPA that was in your garage fridge. Yeah. Yeah. And Russ has some Miller Lite. I am drinking Sprite because I am partaking in dry January. Cheers. Yes, cheers, everyone. Good to be Today, with you guys. Today, we are discussing... Season 1, Episode 2 of American Gladiators. And what year did this come out? This was 89? 90. 90. So it was filmed in 89. It aired in 1990, from what I, if okay. I remember correctly. Hmm. I did pay attention to the crowd. It did not appear that it was the same crowd no. as the first episode. So I wonder if they started, if, we, if you remember in the last episode, we talked about how they would record multiple episodes in a day. Yeah. So I made a point to look in the crowd. It seemed like there were more people in the crowd mm-hmm. for the yeah. second episode. They were very excited, too. Yeah. It's several times coming out of commercial. Yeah. Man, they were really hype. Yeah. When they um, record, like, multiple game shows in a day, like Your Price is Right, yeah. they switch out the audience, right? They, they have to. I would think Oh, would, yeah. It's yeah. probably part tours and stuff Yeah, like the that. tour has to move yeah. on. I, and I just recently learned in. that, like, at Disney or Universal Studios, one of those things down there, they do an American Idol, like a full-on American Idol, every day. They do seven episodes a day, and wow. it's like six episodes, and then if you win your episode, you go to the seventh episode, and whoever wins the seventh episode actually gets a golden ticket to go to the front of the line at the actual American wow. Idol, and they do that huh. every day. It sounds very Disney to just stay to that kind of routine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, so that's a lot. Let's dive in to yeah. episode two. I've got a couple tweaks to this episode. <laughs> okay. um, the logistics guys, of that is crazy. Yeah. Is it though? Yeah, because I feel like you, every once day, you just get it down, you is just, it all just, just local people? Just they, rinse and repeat, like, man. No, it's people coming in that are visiting Disney. Park goers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so just park goers are can just jump. No, in. I mean for the contestants, not for the. Yeah. That's what just I'm park goers are jumping on there mm-hmm. as potential mm-hmm. American idols. Mm-hmm. Justin Guarini's, yeah, <laughs> the well, he's Mr. Sweet. Oh, that's uh, right. Dr. Pepper commercials. Yeah. All right, so you guys watched this episode? Okay. I think. I hope. Yeah, I watched it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one wasn't on YouTube. We had to find an app. Um, yeah, uh, Pluto. Uh, TV? Pluto TV. Yeah, yeah. We have the first two seasons for free on Pluto TV. It's a. Uh, Former Planet Television is what okay. the tagline is. I didn't realize until I like made that up. three quarters of the way through the episode that you can fast forward through the commercials. So I oh, spent I, the entire oh, time. I didn't know just, that either. Just watching I was using uh, commercials to catch up on writing notes. Oh, okay. No, My no. Pluto TV app had some sort of glitch. Oh. We'll talk about it later. But okay. it got very annoying where I, there, it is on YouTube as well. Oh, I assure you. found it? Because 
It got I didn't, rough. It I got didn't rough live for long me. on YouTube. Uh, uh, treat yourself to the joy that is Googling Pluto running at kid at Disney World. It is fantastic. The body language is very aggressive towards the child. Something happened in Disney World where Pluto is chasing a child who is screaming. <laughs> and the, the face on Pluto is very happy, yeah. obviously. But the body language says, I want to kill this child. Wow. Sure. And uh, people like try to stop him. And he's like, he's pointing aggressively. I don't know if he's talking underneath, but <laughs> it's pretty great. We'll have Happiest to watch it. Happiest place on Earth. <laughs> yeah. We'll watch it after the, uh, the episode. All right. So the cold open, I think it was different. So it starts right away by just showing headshots of the gladiators yeah. and introducing them. There's no change to the gladiators. It's still Malibu, Lace, Gemini, Zap, Nitro, and Sunny. If you want a description of what they look like, go back and listen to episode one. We went into relative detail yeah. on our gladiators. So there's no change there. They still, <laughs> Joe Theismann still did the sixth grade speech of yeah. the fast-paced, exciting, confrontational, action-oriented. <laughs> yeah. And capable of producing the emotional moments. He says it like somebody that's running for office for the first time. That <laughs> I, I was listening no to that, and I made the note, it seems like AI wrote the description. <laughs> <laughs> Visually interesting. Action-oriented. Visually interesting. Capable of, what was it? Capable of producing the emotional moments. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I did make the note. They're, like they're just AI. right yeah, out yeah. the gate in episode two. They're going in with assumed a familiarity yeah. with the crowd. They're right. like, mm-hmm. everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. It's fine. They know the drill. All the gladiators walk in one by one and pose. Zap does the like arm straight in the air yeah. to the bicep curl. Yeah. Again. The bodybuilding. Yeah. 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 It's like a reverse shoulder press. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's very clean. Very clean. It is. Yeah. 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 Like nobody else was as uh, emphatic as mm-hmm. she was. She was like, her. listen, I need a trademark move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I did think we got to know uh, Lace's personality a little bit more. Oh, oh we sure did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a fun note about one of the things she said. Uh-huh. Um, I also didn't recognize in the first episode, maybe he didn't do this, that Nitro was the only one not wearing a shirt or a leotard. He just has like cross sashes. He, do, he doesn't have the crop top. Yeah, yeah. He, you're his, right. Yeah. His yeah. bottoms go to cross sash, sashes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like top. a very loose X. <laughs> yeah. Right? Which it's, seems like yeah. it wouldn't work in uh, combat. It's kind of vesty in a way. Like, like I mean, a, somewhat. Kind of. I mean, it really that? is just like two sashes. pieces of. Yeah. 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 Sashes. I think it's called sashes. a Jetson. I th- I think like in the cheer, my sister was like a cheerleader and, and they have like a, the top is not called like a shirt. It's like a shawl. I, 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 I don't think, think there's a, cheerleaders wearing the nitro outfit. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'd be shocked. That'd be very troublesome. Do you think not that, in high school? Um, nitro looks like one of the John and Kate plus eight children. I could see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't want to. I, I didn't think of that. What you're talking about. While I was watching, but now that you've said it, I can absolutely yeah. see it. Who is that? Just Google a picture. Remember yeah. the, it was like some reality show where this couple had eight octuplets, maybe? Yeah. I don't know they if they were all at octuplets? once. Or they, they had were, 64 kids? I think they had, they had twins. And then they had six more, right? And then. Because uh, it's John and Kate. That's eight. correct. Then yeah. they had sextuplets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have eight children. And then they got divorced. And yeah. She hooked up with a bodyguard. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Like Whitney Houston. I know he went to Vegas. Just like that. <laughs> Just like Whitney Houston. 
Yeah. Yeah. And she started the uh, I'd like to speak with your manager haircut. Oh, yeah. The, oh, like, very you'd aggressive, really like the like, show, Bling. I would. I doubt it. <laughs> so our contenders. Okay. Uh, Ashley George, which. It's like Ashley. N- Ashley. Neither okay. word is spelled right. <laughs> A-S-H-L-E-H. Ashley. 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 J-O-R-G-E. Ashley Jorge. <laughs> yeah, from what I could tell, she was not Hispanic. She was from Detroit, Michigan. She was an all sports enthusiast. <laughs> there was one of those on the last one too. That was right. Uh, she was, or he was a hockey enthusiast. <laughs> Ursula Henry, also uh, yeah, from yeah. Detroit, from Motown City, a model and a dancer. Great name. Yeah. Those are our female contestants. Our male contestants: Terry Moore from Santa Monica, California, a real estate insurance broker. The best I can describe Terry. <laughs> Is that he looks like a real estate insurance broker? Yeah, no, that's pretty <laughs> he really does. He had yeah. some uh, football experience in college. He right? was, yeah, I, uh, UCLA I right? down. Yeah, yeah so. he was a linebacker at UCLA. We, yeah, well, I, I'll do the tail in the tape here in a minute because right. right. they actually other person, right? that was that was new to this episode was the tail of the tape. Like before the first event, they showed like their size mm. and their and yeah. some, like an about section about them and then our last contestant billy worth from new york city new york an actor i love this guy so (laughs) yeah we're we will talk about billy worth at length today joe theisman opens the episode by saying would you describe i was trying to figure out is there a name for all i could think was body length windbreakers like the outfits that yeah. the contestants were wearing. It's like wearing. a tracksuit, right? Also, but Terry Moore it, was wearing a but it's singlet. Like a windbreaker material. It was just all the way down. Yeah. Terry Moore was wearing a singlet with the Adidas logo on it that uh, from like the 90s that looked like a pot leaf. Yeah, sure. The three oh, yeah. I think Ursula had Adidas. that on a headband. Too. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think Billy had Adidas He had something. a t shirt sleeve <laughs> yes. cut off that he yes, was wearing. I was, was trying to figure out what very, it was. No, it was definitely a sleeve of a t shirt. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He had long hair and I, I guess kept it out. Well, Adam Lee wears name? that as well. The t shirt sleeve? Yeah. The, 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 no, I'm the, the body the length windbreaker. Well, he body wears, length. but he wears a tracksuit. Yeah. His it's was just, a tracksuit. Theirs is that windbreaker material. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Like the almost like a parachute pant material, yeah. material. just all the way down. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. 80s colored. So it's not like Lycra where it's tight to the body. No. It's yeah. loose fitting. Yeah. You're not going to believe what you're going to see, says Joe Theismann, who you probably know from the 2019 Hallmark classic Snow Coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> our. <laughs> Someone went down his IMDb page. Our uh, first segment is Powerball, oh. where oh, yeah. Mike Adamley, our uh, co host who was in the jumpsuit or the tracksuit. Yeah. Explains but does not demonstrate, oh, which is important yeah. because that was one of our favorite parts of the first episode. Was that he demonstrated some things he, he did, did not? But did. It was he the was, old. I mean, it was just clips. It was this. He, he it was, was holding a red dodgeball and a blue dodgeball, yeah. and he was explaining that they run around and they toss them into these, uh, you know, laundry bins. Is the yeah. best way I could yeah, explain yeah. it. He definitely said blue ball. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, he did. That was kind of fun. So he asks the gladiators what their game plan is. <laughs> Nitro says, my game plan is to engage in ultimate competition and have me win like usual, which is coming from the guy 
who <laughs> was clearly concussed the last time he played this game. Yeah. And probably still concussed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, I mean, to say when, like usual, coming on the cusp of being definitely concussed. Yeah. Is wild. This was a real nitrocentric episode, too. It yeah. was. Yeah. Very nitrocentric. Gemini says, Mike! <laughs> I will be in the prevention business. Right. No balls will go in the hoop. Piece of cake. And then he crosses his arms and he smiles. Yeah. Spoiler alert, balls went in the hoops. Yes. Yeah. This was... Gemini is a split personality. Yes. Uh, they describe him as Mike. <laughs> <laughs> One moment calm, the other violent. Is that something what it is? like that? Yeah. 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 There was a they, lot of little descriptions of. And they're really trying to establish the characters. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then. And then. Malibu. Uh-huh. Oh, man. He goes, Well, my philosophy is to party with my boys, and it's all for one and one for all. So whatever they say goes to the big brew. No, no, no. Sweet. He says, and then he goes. He gives a hang loose sign. Yeah. He did do that, but he said, "Whatever they say goes for the big boo, Malibu." Big boo. Uh, he calls himself the big, the boo. big boo. Okay, I can't read my own. I, I was wondering what he was saying. I rewound it. I was like, "What is the big boo?" The big and there, boo. It was so much. Like he said so much. And <laughs> I didn't understand why he was invoking the three musketeers. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I guess I do because there's three of them. Sure. I did notice in this one there was more of a strategy by the gladiators, but it was probably only discussed and not practiced because they would like point stuff out, but they didn't really execute well. Yeah. So the tale of the tape, uh, Terry Moore (laughs) is six foot two, 195 pounds, a four year linebacker at UCLA. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he looks like an insurance consultant. He was also drafted by the Mets because baseball doesn't make any sense. Like there was no, (laughs) he played baseball. It was just, he played football at UCLA and the Mets were like, yeah, we'll take him. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Uh, Billy Worth. Now oh, they man. break down his occupation as a writer. Oh, while he they? was, yeah, his tale of the tape said he was a writer. They introduced him as an actor at the beginning. Hmm. He's six foot, 175 pounds, long hair, t-shirt sleeve on his head. And they do our first real world interview. Oh, that's so good. Where Billy Worth <laughs> in, unintelligibly says, <laughs> growing up in the city, you know, being in the city growing up. You learn to have a street awareness. Going out to the playground at 15, 12, 10 years old, you have to know who's around you. You get a certain street savvy that other people don't get. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was real big on New York. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the reason I know this is because the glitch that was in my Pluto TV was, oh, yes? I don't know, every seven minutes it would automatically rewind to that speech it would just wow. like i'd be just, and then i'd have to fast wow. forward back to where i was right at the beginning of that speech huh. over and over and over i wonder if billy worth developed the pluto tv oh, app and God. he that was his little uh kind of thing that he said to do billy billy looks like he probably avoided a windowless van from time to time as a child on the playground. I think yeah. as he was But he sharing, acts like he might have went in one. Also could have driven one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he looks like he um hung out at like the Viper room with uh yeah. there's some generational trauma yeah. within Billy Worth. He he looks like he missed the audition to be in the band Candlebox. Oh <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. It's just what he looks like. <laughs> He looks like a bad Johnny Depp impersonator now. Yeah. 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 What but now like he I mean he still acts like Oh, does he? Man. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Oh. Billy Worth. W I R T H. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Worthless. Worthless. As we start Powerball, Go ahead. Billy uh, starts with the follow method. Like he clearly watched yep. Brenda in the first episode mm-hmm. and like whenever Terry goes somewhere, he just kind of sneaks in behind him. Yep. And it works because he ends up getting the most the most points. Like I said, you can tell the gladiators had a strategy. They're like pointing out locations and uh-huh. like putting people there, but you can tell they didn't practice it because yeah. nobody's really paying attention to the direction that Gemini's trying to give. <laughs> Former NFL linebacker, yeah, who like actually knows how to. Tell yeah, you how he's to play like coverage. pointing out where people are going, and people are just running around all over the place. <laughs> Nitro's still concussed. <laughs> yeah, and the, big, and the big boo is just high. Yeah, he's just boo. he's just there to have a good time, hang with his bros. Mike Adamley says they started off fast, but now they're running like they have refrigerators on their back. Yeah, that yeah. was that was good color commentary. They, they really like play up how tired they get, yeah. which when you're watching it. I mean, they really do. Like, 15 seconds in, no one wants to do it anymore. No, yeah. they're like, I've done too much. This yeah. is, I'm tired. 45 seconds is far too long. Adam Lee strikes me as like an exercise science guy because he, he'll he'll occasionally go like, oh. "That's 45 seconds of rapid anaerobic exercise." It's like, it's just random color commentary. It just, I don't know. Maybe he's got a background in. I feel like he used exercise. anaerobic in the last episode too. Maybe he likes yeah. it. Maybe thighs. Did he say anything about lactic acid? He did, yeah. Okay, I think he did for sure. Maybe he has sense. like, maybe the team is like daring him to get these words <laughs> into the commentary. Yeah, because we talked the last episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. He said all bunch of big words. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. like yeah. a bingo type of thing. Uh, he used the word funny. You should say that last time. Uh, anyway, go on. Well, go ahead. So, did you notice like Joe Theismann would? take digs at like the gladiators uh-huh. like he kind of goes out of his like i think he likes the idea that he was an actual athlete oh, yeah. 100%. and he wants to yeah. make sure he reminds the gladiators all the time he said malibu not quite as gifted at defensive back as some would assume <laughs> yeah i don't know why anybody would assume yeah, that he was either. a surfer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a hair model yeah so at the end of Powerball, yeah. Billy Worth has 90 points and Terry Moore has 75, mm. which one of the replays of Terry's buckets, the camera is like on the sideline and it pans like going out towards the outer buckets. Okay. And you get a shot of the crew like that's filming and some of the female gladiators are just like standing there with their arms crossed watching and it like really oh, broke oh. the fourth wall for me. Mm. I was like, oh, there is a giant crew behind all of these cameras yeah. just like watching these people do ridiculous I things. I that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's jump in to our first segment that I like to call Powerball. So okay, Russ, great. if you'll grab that bingo ball oh, right exciting. there. Oh, what's going um, on? Oh, this is Papa Blaine. Playing so, something really fun. Here's what we're going to do. Oh, I've got man. a bingo um, like roller thing with yeah. the balls inside. Okay. Uh, much like Powerball, the lottery. Yes. We're going to pick six numbers. You're just going to roll and pick three numbers each. Okay. And I have a list of random facts okay. that are associated with the number. So you're going to pick a number I'm and excited. I'm going to bring up the facts and we're just going to see where the conversation takes us. Gladiator related facts? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. This is just random potpourri. Yeah, this is, this is, okay, so, all right, Russ, Russ, you, Russ, go, you first. go first. All right. Yeah, yeah. Did you already have one of these laying around, yeah. or did you buy it? Yep, okay. yeah, I haven't used it. One at a time. Just do one at a time. All right. Okay. I got it. My kids got it for Christmas last year. It hasn't been used. So we oh, are... 70. 70. Seven. All right. Let's do a control Seven, F. Zero. Oh, 70. Okay. Uh, the largest snowflake on record was 15 inches wide. What? Wow. 
Wow, that is a large. How do they? Hmm. How do they measure? Fifteen. They'd inch. have to. They'd have to catch it and measure it, uh-huh. right? Yeah. How do you? January twenty eighth, eighteen eighty seven. Two years before Montana was even a state, U.S. Army personnel which witnessed the strange sight of a frisbee-sized snowflake falling from the sky, in what's now known as Keogh, Montana. Huh. Uh, sometimes snowflakes combine before reaching the ground, and it is still the title holder for the Guinness World Records largest snowflake ever. Hmm. I guess if it's cold enough, the snowflake will just sit on top of the snow and give them time to measure it. Yeah. Right? yeah but also, like, it was 1887, and we're talking about, like, dudes that were probably super bored. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows if that's true? You guys want to measure oh, some snowflakes so. today? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want okay. to do yeah, another one? That was good. Okay. I can right. do another one? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think you got to go the other way. I really like this. <laughs> I do, too. I really like this. I like this. the sound of it, too. First time we've ever done this. N- 45. Yeah, you don't have to do the letter. Um, N45. <laughs> I used to call bingo at an old person's home. Yeah? Retirement community. Just one old person's home. <laughs> Just one guy. I'm here. What was Always one. I got to delete the ones that we did so we don't see them again. Man, I'm, I'm on, on, on a streak right now. 45. Okay. Uh, People a get hiker so angry, too. Found and returned an ancient wallet. I'm going to need the background on this. I have the article up a that hiker I pulled. Yeah. Found an ancient wallet. Some of them don't give a lot of details in the facts itself. That's okay. why I pulled up the article. Okay. So, in the Andes, halfway up a glacier, Ricardo Peña found a wallet. It belonged to a Uruguayan rugby player who had been in a 1972 plane crash in oh. which all but 16 passengers died. Uh. As it turned out, the wallet belonged to one of the survivors. Pena tracked him down and returned the wallet more than three decades after its wow. loss. So like, he was eaten. He's like, I haven't seen this since I ate my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that was... Random fact. One okay. more, Russ. One okay. more. Then Ryan's turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Go for it, Russ. This is Powerball, brought to you by From American Presidents to American Gladiators. Oh, you got to catch one. There we go. There we go. Oh, I got it. I got All it. Right. Are you got going it. the right yeah. way? Here it comes. There we go. Those look like uh, raisinets. Yeah. Oh, 67. <laughs> oh, 67. There was a fifth beetle named Stuart Sutcliffe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ryan, what do you know about Stuart Sutcliffe? I think he was the original bassist, or was that Pete Best? I think Pete Best was a drummer. Stuart yeah. got kicked out of the band because he couldn't play the instrument. How? They played like the simplest. Yeah, I'm, I might be getting it confused with Pete Best. So he was... Uh... Like his, his mom let them rehearse it at his house. Oh, okay. He did not get kicked out of the band. Okay. Uh, he was... With the Beatles when they did their club set in Hamburg. Okay. He met his fiance, Astrid Kircher. Yes. And decided to stay behind. Okay. Uh, a year later, he suffered a brain hemorrhage and died at the age of 21. Okay. Wow. So he what was, was his fiance's name? Uh, Astrid Kircher. Oh, Astrid. Yeah. Sound like Kircher. She was the one who took the very famous half black, half white silhouetted picture of the Beatles. She was the one who took that photo oh. that you've mm, seen. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, which way do you do it? To, away from you or towards you? Uh, you're you're right. That's Am I, right. I'm doing it the right way. Yeah. All right. Come on now. Come on. Okay. Uh, B ten. Ten. Uh-huh. Ten, 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 ten. 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 David Bowie helped topple the Berlin Wall. Wow. Like wow. with a sledgehammer? 
We're about to find out. Peter Gabriel. Or like, like figuratively through song. Uh, we're about to find out. Okay. There's like really loud speakers. So <laughs> he had a trio of albums recorded in Berlin in 1987. Mm. His performance of Heroes in front of the Reichstag yep. was part of the concert for Berlin, was loud enough and close enough to the wall to be heard in East Berlin. Okay. Oh. It sparked a police crackdown, and many of the eyewitnesses claim that the violent police crackdown was crucial in changing the mood against the state. Oh, oh. interesting. Huh. Yep. For a second, did you think that he like broke up the band Berlin? <laughs> what was their song? Do you know any songs uh, by Berlin? No, I, I thought Europe and Asia. I know songs by those guys, but not by Berlin. I don't either. You're more like macro than micro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Con- bands with continent names. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one here. Oh, you got one. Okay, all right. O seventy four. I didn't realize the numbers reached as high. I'm glad I did this many. The punctuation mark. Oh, you're going to love this one. I remember writing this one down. The punctuation mark, question mark, exclamation point. Uh-huh. It's called an intero bang. <laughs> An intero bang. Wait, what's the, what's the order again? Uh, question mark, exclamation point. Intero bang. Intero oh, bang. Like, sounds like not legal in their Geneva Convention. <laughs> All right, and so what's wrong with the prison? Those are our first five oh, numbers, and for our Powerball tonight, he got interrobanged all day, <laughs> sir. I mean, it doesn't sound like a terrible punishment. Please get me out of here. I keep getting interrobanged. That's uh, B nine nine. The yeah. most requested funeral song in England is by Monty Python. Can oh, you guess uh, which one it is? From Meaning of Life. Uh, just look on the brighter side of Always death. look on the bright side of life. Yeah. I love that. So that was our new Damn. segment, Powerball, I really which like we're going to keep in. I, so I, I admire the, those numbers. the prep work that you yeah. did for that. Thank you. Thank Where, you. Yeah. You didn't purchase a bingo tumbler just for... Is it? A no, tumbler? I told you. The kids got it for Christmas oh, last year, right. and like it's literally not gone used. And yeah. I was, I, what I did was I wrote... I went to Wikipedia... And I wrote all of the events down and was like, what can I make segments out of? Yeah. And Powerball made the most sense because I could just fashion it off of like 100%. the lottery. Have you been to a bingo hall before? Uh, no. Not like a hall. Thank you, Blaine. Mm. Yeah. How old were you when you were a bingo caller? Uh, middle school. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They get intense. They get very intense about it. Don't call it too fast. Mm. Be clear. Repeat yourself. Yeah. What yeah. was it? Uh, Ulysses, Ulysses S. Grant was uh, a goy for the neighbor, for his Jewish uh, neighbor. What was uh, that called? Shabbos goy. Shabbos goy. Yeah. Was yeah, it Colin Powell? Colin Powell was also. Colin Powell yeah. was. Yeah. Shabbos goy. That's a fun story. I didn't know yeah. you called bingo. So All right. So we're... Uh, Our next event yeah. is oh, the yeah. women's joust. And ah. this is where we get the women's tale of the tape. So Ashley, <laughs> uh, she is five foot eight. And 125 pounds. She's an actress. She is not only an all-sports enthusiast, but a one-time cheerleader for the Michigan Panthers of the USFL. Now, the Joust has a graphic for the scoring, mm-hmm. which I think is important because, like, oh. the Joust was the one that, like, you get points for how many seconds you're up there and then an additional point for staying for the whole time and additional points for knocking them off. Yes. It's probably the most 
involved, scoring of all of them, and so having the graphic, I think, is helpful. He says that George is giving away 50 pounds and 8 inches in height to Sonny, which would mean that Sonny is 6 foot 4. She's tall. She's pretty tall. Yeah. 6 4s. She's a large woman. I mean, she even like towers over the other gladiators. That's a good point. She is your all American woman. Yeah. Sunny, I think, is the tallest. Is she? Oh, is she? No, she's got. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she immediately knocks. uh, Yeah. uh, Ashley off, (laughs) like quick, and with the pugil stick. Joe Theismann says, "I think this is a little bit of a weight advantage and a little bit of a height advantage." Like, thanks, man. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You would Adam think Lee, somebody shorter though would have would have the advantage because right? you could just get low. Yeah, like a, like a David and Goliath kind of. Scenario. I think that the joust is all about like what's your how balanced can you be? Uh-huh. Yeah. And but a lower center of gravity, mm-hmm. right? But I think yeah, yeah, lower center of gravity. I think yeah. at one hundred and twenty-five pounds, it doesn't really matter. Hmm. So Ursula is only five foot five and one hundred and sixteen. She is a model. And then we get Ursula's real world interview, which is <laughs> almost as good as Billy Worth's. It's, it's so good. Bodybuilding is important because when you're competing and you're dieting, you're at your best. Your body is cleansed. So on that note, it's important because mentally you feel good about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of reminiscent of the Miss South Carolina in the teen. You said uh, that the last catch- episode. Well, yeah. there's, there's a theme there. There's a theme that the producers are just like, all right, we're going to put a black backdrop behind you, and we're just going to ask you some questions. Riff for a little bit. <laughs> we'll Glad find you said the backdrop there. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> I was really concerned about what you were going to say next. Backdrop. I liked Ursula. Yeah. I tried to look her up on Wikipedia and uh, Google, and I couldn't find anything because mm-hmm. I wondered what, like, what she did after. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't find like I found a couple of other Ursula Henry's, but I couldn't confirm that it was her. Okay. So mm-hmm. um they could have been. So the points at the end of the first women's event, Ursula has thirty five and Ashley has thirty. So now we go into men's assault and Malibu is the one behind the gun. Yeah, the boo. Uh Mike Adamley at this point does demonstrate he Even does, though but, he hits the target on his first try. But it's the same one from the first episode. Is it? Did he yeah. hit the target on was the first yeah, Because he shot? said, because I remember from the first episode, he said, Rambo, eat your heart out. He John said Rambo, in this one too. eat your heart Sorry, out. Sorry, John Rambo. So maybe they, that's post-production. So he's yeah. just like, do I just have to do this once, please? Yeah, because he does the, the barrel rolls. He did, yeah. he did all that. Winded I didn't feel like end. he got as winded on this one. Maybe it was just revisionist history. He got winded later. He so it's <laughs> it's rocket launcher at, in, yeah. the, in the very beginning. And then it's like the cannon thing that you have to do cannon, the blind shot from. And then, and then you've then got the rifle behind the sticks. Yep. The driftwood. Mm-hmm. And then the grenade. P- p- the, is there a pistol no, no, no. or is There's that the a one pistol. you're talking? There's a pistol, pistol and then the grenade. Yeah, then the hand grenade. grenade. Yeah. Okay. My, um, so my kids were kind of present when I was watching the episode, but they really weren't paying attention up to that point, yeah. kind of. But when assault came on, like locked in, yeah, they locked yeah, in. That's cool. Yeah, it's, so it makes a, sense. It's, it's a great event. Yeah, yeah. So Terry Moore, in his real world interview, oh. he says oh, the most influential was... person was his mother. Mm-hmm. He had no guidance from her father, and she was supportive but not overbearing. 
And then he goes out to do the assault. Did you have something about Terry's room? No, there was there was a moment in that interview where he showed a flash of emotion. He really did. There was some deep sadness there. Yeah, yeah. Because like he, it made I wondered if his mom died. No. Well, yeah, maybe. It sounds as though he, yeah, maybe she had. Well, I think he's he basically said at the end of his little segment that he didn't appreciate her enough. At the, enough, yeah. But, yeah. But now he realizes, yeah. like, which like he that's, was almost I think like, that's why I thought maybe his yeah. mom had passed away. I think yeah. he had, he was like a troubled teen, and he mm-hmm. may have like. Well, th- there was a the, lot of context there. Well, he had to go to a safety school, at UCLA. Yeah, so that's true. Single so, mom, but he focused on sports. So in the assault, he gets all the way to the driftwood, and then gets hit directly in the face right yeah. in the face yeah yeah <laughs> like by, by sh- a tennis ball going it, 100 miles an yeah, hour it shows you how important that eye protection really is yeah because i mean oh, he man. got hit right in the face that had to hurt yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then we find out that billy does all of his own stunts in yeah. his movies like they don't really go into it in. and they're like, well, that's really going to help in this. And yeah. I was like, I don't, I've never seen a movie where this, uh, unless he was an escape from LA. Did you feel like Joe and Adam Lee were infatuated with Billy? No, like, I think that they, well, infatuation is a word. I think that they definitely were just making fun of him the whole time. I don't know. Like it almost seemed like they were genuinely, I think they like, saw like this guy's a schmuck. Okay, and we good. can that really like play up how much of a yeah. schmuck this guy is. If right. We really emphasize it. Yeah, because yeah. like his interviews are awful. Oh my god! Like man. when they're doing like one-on-one interviews yeah. before or after an event, and yeah, he's just he's a character. He really is. So, so my son was watching the assault part in his interview, and he said he sounds like John Stamos. <laughs> Huh. I think he wanted to be John Stamos. Yeah, yeah. he had that kind of like, yeah. I don't know, he did. So he uh, actually hits... I wrote down Stamosian. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets all the way to the driftwood, and then he hits Malibu mm-hmm. with the rifle. Yes. Which they hadn't previously said gets you points. But apparently if you hit the, the gladiator, it's the same as hitting the target. Oh. oh. But they had never mentioned... Huh. That before they were like he hit Malibu, and oh, they the yeah. things went off and yeah. they counted it. Malibu reacts. It's like the smoke goes off and he like throws his head back and it's 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 kind of melodramatic, which is very out of the character for the show. Yeah. So they asked Billy about it and he said, "Well, I wanted one shot, but you got to do what you got to do." <laughs> I mean. I might get that tattoo, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's like, inspiring. Put that above my desk. I wanted one wanted shot. one shot, but you got to do what you got to do. The big picture of Billy. Mm. And then Adam Lee asks, did your athleticism help in this event? Which <laughs> never really gotten a feel for what his prior athletic experience was. Yeah, yeah. Um, outside of like, he used to play football in the concrete, but they didn't start tackling until it snowed. That's right. In New York. Yeah. And he said it helps in every event. And then Adam Lee just goes, okay, dead eye. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do appreciate the subtle shade that they throw. The, I guess these so. contestants. in hindsight, they, yeah. they definitely threw some shade. That's a rough environment to grow up in. If well, you're especially if you're young. That's what I think. Yeah, you think? I do. <laughs> All right. He's really playing up a lot of the 15, New York 12, 10 years old. You yeah. got to know who's around when you go to the playground. 
Why are we on the playground at age 15? Yeah. <laughs> New York City, man. Yeah. Rough and yeah. tumble. Yeah. Uh, so our score now, Billy Worth has a commanding lead with 190 points to Terry Moore, 75. I always really thought that the graphics leading into the commercial reminded me of animation in a PowerPoint slide. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, like because yeah, sure. it would come through and bounce. Yeah, <laughs> It'd be yeah. like up next, uh, breakthrough and conquer. It was reminiscent to me of like a a tech mobile kind of moment in old school Nintendo when it shows the cutscenes. Yeah, it kind of it felt that way. That it just goes to show you would have been right around the same time it came out. Yeah, yeah, how limited they were from a production oh, yeah. standpoint, uh, just for graphics. Yeah, because all their money went to Joe Theismann. Yeah. <laughs> 100 percent yeah he did. commands a lot of money yeah, yeah. Did. so they come back from commercial they don't show women's assault mm. but we do know they don't talk about it either they just go in women's assault ashley got 30 points and huh. ursula got none and that's all we hear about it yeah they just skipped right over it yeah interesting yeah really unequal mm. rights i wonder if they skip over any of the men's competitions not no, not in this episode, but they do skip over another woman's competition. <laughs> so now the score overall. Ashley has sixty. Ashley has sixty. <laughs> Ursula has thirty-five. Okay. So now we go to Breakthrough and Conquer, which is where we the first notice the executioner because he's like the sideline judge. Okay. Um, judging whether or not maybe they score I was a just too focused on Gemini and and Terry that I missed. The, I'm uh, always yeah. looking for the executioner. And okay. he's well, he had a whistle. My favorite person. <laughs> I just wrote down executioner had a whistle mm-hmm. huh. and he, yeah. he becomes a, a key player at least through part of the rest of the episode yeah. from this yeah. point forward. So how did I, mi- okay. Never this mind. time, uh, <laughs> Joe Theismann's the one that explains the game, not Mike Adamley. And at the end, he says, consequently, you've got the breakthrough, and then you've got to go back and try the conquer. <laughs> thanks, <It's>, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of thanks, Joe, in this. Yeah. Now we get a Billy real-world interview, and they're asking him how his athleticism helps his acting career. And he explains that he was shy and did some modeling, and he would always make himself invisible in high school to not get called on yeah, to yeah. read. Like yeah. hide behind the other people, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. And then his reading scared him, and he had to do like a monologue for like an acting gig, yep. and his adrenaline got him through it. So sports helped. But he didn't explain like, did the adrenaline come from previously playing sports? Yeah. Was it just like... The adrenaline rush that he somehow associates with sports. Like, none of it made sense. And then he walks out onto the field and does a Tebow before Breakthrough and Conquer. Like, he takes a knee and prays. Yeah. And Gemini is our football, our our breakthrough. Mm -hmm. And consequently, Nitro is the Conquer. Yes. So Billy kind of gets slowed down, but like wiggles through and spins around and is able to like, extend his arm mm-hmm. break the plane to, mm-hmm. to break the plane yeah. and get a touchdown he goes into the conquer and billy knocks nitro out mm-hmm. but then we find out there's a time limit even though they don't show the time yeah interesting and that he may have broke the time limit so we have to watch the whole thing again with the clock but now it's in slow motion so 
the 10 seconds takes 25 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, I mean, they showed the whole thing again. <laughs> yeah, slow, yeah, not just like yeah. the last few seconds yeah. or yeah. the step out. Yeah. And we find out that he did, in fact, knock Nitro out after the 10 seconds. So he didn't get the points for the conquer. Correct. Nor did he get the points for combining the breakthrough and the conquer. And why didn't he take out Nitro? Do you remember what he said? Because he was too oiled up. <laughs> uh, that was Billy's theory. He's like, yeah, I think you, you know, I was trying to go for the top, and I think he was a little oiled he up. He said that his strategy was to get close and then grab him and fall backwards so he would come out. Because it doesn't matter if okay. the contender comes out of the ring. You can go out of the ring okay. as long as the gladiator goes out, you win. So his, his plan was to grab him and fall backwards, like in Squid Game. And he yeah. said, but I couldn't get a good hold of him because he was too oiled up. Mm. <laughs> couldn't grab onto his two sashes. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that's against the rules. Why wouldn't they just grab a sash? Like right mm. at the... I don't know. The, what's the intersection of an the, X called? The, the uh, interrobang. Vertices? Yeah, the interrobang it's of the, the X. <laughs> uh, I did make a note that when Terry comes out to do Breakthrough and Conquer, yeah. they show Jim and I like standing squared up. Yep. And I'd never noticed previously how massive Gemini's arms are. He's large. He is he just has large all around. Huge yeah. arms. And he's not that really tall. I mean, he's probably like 5'10, 240. Right. Jacked. Yeah. This big. is also probably a good point to point out that we were wildly wrong in the last episode. And Gemini is not the oh. gentleman that you thought he was. No. And the guy you were talking about is in fact dead. He is deceased. But he was an American gladiator. He was, he was Cobra. 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 Yeah. Terrence Crumpton. Terrence Crumpton was Cobra, not Gemini. Apologies to Gemini. Yeah. And, the Crumpton, and the Crumpton family. Crumpton family. I yeah. believe he is buried in Indianapolis. Okay. I think so. Because we did find his obituary. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Celebration of life image. Yeah. 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 Uh, which it even had his name on the... It did. Uh, on, it did. On the... It was... A very American Gladiators celebration of life flyer. Yeah. They probably played the... Th- mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they must have. But like... At the start like the with, end of the ceremony. With like cellos or something, you know? Sorry. <laughs> Crumpton family. <laughs> now I want to hear the theme song played by cellos. <laughs> That's, yeah, I do too. I honestly, I do. <laughs> oh God, Russ! <laughs> I mean, I'm probably right. I thought I knew Gemini. I, I didn't. To our knowledge, Gemini is still alive. So the hope of having Gemini on the podcast is still uh, possible. Gemini, if you're listening, we'd love to talk. I would have to imagine there is an American Gladiator that just has like a Google alert for any time somebody yeah. talks oh, about yes. America. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a better than zero chance yeah. that an American yeah. gladiator yeah. knows this, <laughs> this yeah. exists. Yeah. And whoever you are, if you're listening, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. at gmail.com. That's right. We'll have you on. And uh, if you're not a gladiator and just heard that email address and want to send us a note, we'd love to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Terry barely gets in, mm-hmm. like barely gets yeah. in. Yeah. And then he knocks Nitro out, mostly from the ground, because he immediately falls down in the conquer portion. And essentially, Nitro just loses his balance trying to, like, get around him and falls over. 
they actually go back and review the touchdown. Yeah. Uh, it mm-hmm. shouldn't have stood based on the review, but Correct. they went purely on the executioner's like calling it good. They didn't mm. go and say like we reviewed this. So many think that this was the turning point in what got Booth review into American Gladiators. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think the the head covering that the executioner had would you know hurt? his view like do you it didn't look like it was the eye holes were that big like they were pretty they were pretty small slits for the eyes how do you think he cared enough to really get it right oh i think he cared or do you think he was just like i'm so this i can't have what does my career come to like yeah he was in i don't know i think this was his big break So our score after three events, Billy Worth has 220, Terry Moore has 175. He's making a wild comeback. We go to the Women's Human Cannonball, oh, and we is, find oh, out yeah, that fine. both are already 0 for 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lace so. is standing on the podium, which we find out is 17 feet high in the air, mm-hmm. and she starts by not looking. Yeah, she's, she's not paying attention when, when Ashley jumps she's kind of interacting with the crowd kind mm-hmm. of playing yeah. it up mm-hmm. her back is to ashley yeah. yeah yeah and mike adamly asks her about it afterwards and lace says the following they're not always expecting the unexpected therefore if you give them the unexpected when they're not expecting it they're not expecting it mm. Mm. Yeah, it's true <laughs> that's profound yeah, yeah. And, like, you could kind of tell, like, she knew what she was saying was yeah. ridiculous. Like, she was trying to be funny yeah. in that yeah. moment. And <laughs> there were Lace. Well, there were a couple of times in the episode that Lace made comments that I was like, oh, she has a personality. She's the one. She's yeah. the oh, one she that has that. a personality. Yeah. yeah. She was the former, like, bar waitress. Yeah. You know? Like, she... Yeah. She was at Roadhouse and watched yeah. him, like, rip that dude's neck out. His throat. Throat. In Roadhouse. Well, I mean, it's part of your throat neck. out. Yeah. yeah. Her true. outfit is interesting. The 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 lace tights, it's just odd comparatively. I guess she's kind of the the nitro costume of the ladies. That's just different. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. She had a lot more personality than nitro. Sunny, <laughs> Sunny has she had like a, more personality than all three men combined. <laughs> did, yeah. uh, well, I mean, Gemini is two. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> all four, um, all four personalities. Did combined. you notice a little chemistry between Mike Adam Lee and Lace? Oh yeah, like, it, it yeah. was undeniable. I'm not, undeniable. I'm not shaming, but I think Lace probably had some chemistry with quite a few people. Yeah, well, I, mean, I think you are. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they she, an observation. It's yeah. neither good nor bad. I'm just observing what I saw. True. The so the score still sixty to thirty five. Oh, so all right. maybe we're finding out why we're not seeing every event. Yeah, um, Ursula also barely made Lace even move. Mm. I think that the women's human cannonball, especially with the women contenders they pick, just doesn't work because like if you don't have that much weight flying through the air, it's yeah. not going to be effective. And Momentum all you really wise. have to do is have a low center of gravity and deflect the mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. impact. It. Because yeah. if you can deflect the impact, you're not taking it on. Yeah, um, Lace definitely got like she'd get low. She got she'd get yeah. low, and as soon as they'd hit, she'd pop the bag yeah. sideways so yep. the impact would go off. Yep. So now we go to the men's joust, and we're oh, man. we have nitro, and this is oh, probably yeah. the yeah. the penultimate. Well, no, that doesn't make sense. This is the uh, that's nitro oh. writing <laughs> yeah. to yeah. be part of the episode. Good for you, buddy. Uh, isolate that sound. Yeah. <laughs> 
Save some for the rest of us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nitro is, is, this is the most violent event and probably the most animated and definitely not staged um, <laughs> that you see anyone get. So when he and I think it was Terry was Terry. first, mm-hmm. st- they really go at it. Like they, yeah. they really go at it. And uh, Nitro just completely gives up and just like grabs him and jumps off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like doesn't even like attempt to keep trying the joust. He With just the- like tackles him off the, the thing. And so now he has to stand. Oh no, he grabbed his face mask. That's what it was. He grabbed his face mask and ripped him off. He grabbed Terry's face mask. Executioner now has to stand next to Nitro with his hand over. He gives him a thumbs down because he was he wasn't supposed to take his hand, hand off, off of the, the joust, yeah, yeah. Or, stick. or grab the other or any other thing that he did to get him off there. Right. All you can has... do is is hold the pugil stick and yeah, pugil. So possible disqualification. Pug- so he pugil. he failed to pugil. <laughs> Leading to disqualification, he starts screaming, I didn't lose that. He threatens to fight the executioner, who is considerably larger than yeah. Nitro. Yeah, he's a big guy. Nitro's, Nitro's lean. Like, he's cut, yeah. but he's not a big guy. And yeah. then he looks at the camera and says, that judge is on my list. Yep. And then Terry is quoted as saying, you got to play by the rules, Mike, he said insurancely. Um <laughs> <laughs> So Billy is up next, and this is the one where Nitro just straight up tackles him. Like yeah. Billy starts to go backwards, and Nitro realizes if he goes into like the, the trap door, the trap door, he yeah. loses. So Nitro basically just drops his bugle stick and tackles him. Yeah. So he gets DQ'd again, mm-hmm. and at that point, he like gets up in the executioner's face and starts screaming like Billy Martin does to a ref. Like I was mm. expecting him to start kicking dirt mm-hmm. over home plate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it definitely didn't seem staged or contrived at all. It, no. Real raw like motion. D pants. One of the did. So when he was falling with one of them, his hand oh, like yeah. grabbed the back of the shorts, and Theismann even commented that. Yeah, uh, the old D pantsing trick. <laughs> <laughs> Almost sucked. used to do that in the locker room all the time. Yeah, uh, and then I'd grab a handful of barbiturates and we'd go out on the field. <laughs> You ever seen a testicle explode from a towel whip? (laughs) So we now at the score of Billy Worth 320 and Terry Moore 275. And with that, we shall take a break. Yeah. This is From American Presidents to American Gladiators. We'll be right back. Facing the transition out of the military is rarely easy. It doesn't help that the staggering number of options you're faced with can be overwhelming. But there's a light at the end of that tunnel for all veterans. And that light shines brightest here in Indiana. Lucrative careers in fast-growing industries are plentiful. Housing costs are amongst the lowest in the nation. And you can live in the country while being less than an hour from a world-class city. At InVets, we're showing veterans how to translate the valuable skills they've learned to the civilian world while connecting them with careers they can be proud of so they can lead fulfilling, purposeful lives. Go to InVets, that's I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Create a profile to learn more about Indiana communities, browse the current open job openings in these communities, and receive your free shirt. That's InVets, I-N-V-E-T-S dot org. Welcome back. To from American presidents to American gladiators. If you're just joining us, that's really weird that you joined a podcast in the middle. 
we're coming out of Nitro getting all up in the executioner's face and we're coming out of a commercial and we find out that while we were at commercial, because I assume everything moves linearly, the women's swing shot happened, Hmm. which was not shown nor explained. Yeah. It's a new event that no one's ever heard of that they don't bother telling us what happened in, except for the fact that now Ashley has 95 points and Ursula has 85. Ursula got 50 points in this unknown event called Swing Shot. I'm assuming we'll see in a future episode. You got to think that maybe the action was just so boring. They don't address it at all. They're just like, results of the women's Swing Shot. And I would imagine everybody at home is like, the same as me like what is that yeah it seems like a description of uh human cannonball that's right? what i think yeah. too like yeah. i'm yeah. very yeah. interested in finding out what swing shot hmm. is okay right. okay who it's knows a real cliffhanger yeah really so women's powerball oh no sorry no they got 95 points and 85 points in that event mm. so the overall score is now 155 to 120 so whatever that event was had a high point total associated with ursula it. ursula is creeping up on ashley ursula's yeah she's okay. now 35 points behind okay okay i just i don't understand the scoring the producers oh. being like no don't worry about explaining it or showing it we'll just show the score nobody at home needs to worry about what swing yeah. shot is fine yeah so now we get Ashley's uh, real-world interview where they ask her how being a USFL cheerleader oh, helped. And she said, it helped my confidence level tremendously. You felt important. When you have a tendency to feel important, other people want to be around you, and they give you helpful hints, and you live for it. I don't know what that means. I was no. mystified by that. <laughs> what helpful hints... I get, like, she started out, she came out of the gate strong. Like, it, confidence, you're in front of people. You, you feel a, important. I was no, like, no. ooh, there's some sadness You have sadness a tendency it. to feel important. Uh, oh. And she said, and it transcends to other people. And I didn't understand that either <laughs> at all. Again, I, th- I think they're being challenged by someone off screen to try to s- use these words. Yeah. You know, I tend to feel important. <laughs> so you should tend to feel important yeah, as well. It transcends. Thank you for that helpful hint. <laughs> Like helpful, like they give you helpful hints. What are you talking about? Like yeah, how to win they, at American Gladiators? They helped her pass go to collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> Thank you for the helpful hint. Yeah, man, that's weird. Now I want to learn two more about the Michigan Panthers. So uh, if they're still in, existence. oh, there's a really good thirty for thirty about the USFL. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I recommend it. It's you know hour hour and a half. Is there a podcast about it? Probably. Well, there was a like podcast that corresponded with the 30 for 30 series, mm-hmm. so there was at least that. Okay. Um, Trump owned one of the yeah. uh, USFL teams. The Vegas yeah. one, right? Like, no, I think it was in New York. Hmm. Um, like He tried sense. to buy an NFL franchise, and the NFL said no, and kind of wish they would have said yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think... I'd be fine with it because then we'd have an entire NFL team just laugh at all the time. That wasn't the Raiders. We'd have different presidents. You know, there's a whole like cascade of things that Mm -hmm. the NFL is responsible for. It's probably tagly a view. So at the beginning of women's power, boo, at the beginning (laughs) of women's Powerball, Lace, Zap, and Sonny are standing there. Sonny's in the middle, and Lace and Zap like lock arms yeah and Sonny's just standing there staring at the camera completely oblivious she's supposed to be a part of a team event until yeah. so, like I think Lace like whispers at her and she's like oh and then puts her hand <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's great 
So at this point, Joe mentions that the gladiators have been talking strategy. Mm. And I was like, that's clear. They just haven't practiced strategy. Yeah, yeah. Then Joe makes the comment that Jenny just so happened to be walking through the living room. And when he says, when you're talking about women's Powerball, you know, like the whole concept of contact is foreign to them. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> she goes, oh, really? <laughs> I assume so. Yeah. If they, it's 1989 and you're Joe Theismann, you can say things You can like say that. whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's still acting in Hallmark movies now. So snow coming. He loves, yeah. Uh, it's it's about like a, a fifteen inch snowflake. Well, yeah, it's it it's because like one of the characters was a like homecoming king. Mm. I oh. shouldn't have looked as much into it as That's they did. Okay. It's a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like yeah. they all have the same. I I get. It. How does that get past anybody? Like the. The, the name snow coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Explain the joke, Russ. It's um, not a joke. They just love mentioning the fatigue that happens in Powerball. They really yeah. bring it up yeah. during yeah. or before, during, and after the yeah. event. Although, during the replays, because not a whole lot happens during women's Powerball. It's a love note, except... During one of the replays, one of the gladiators grabs Ursula and Adam Lee says, round and round she goes where Ursula stops. Nobody knows on the seat of her pants, <laughs> which sounds like you do know where she stopped. Yeah. Also, Ashley lost a shoe. She did. She did. And she kept going. And I wrote down, uh, Ashley ironically fakes lace out after losing her shoe. Mm. Get it? Oh. Shoe laces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now I do. <laughs> yeah. Now that you describe it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. I was, was unlaced. And yeah. I think I think Theismann was like, it's hard to juke or it's hard to it's hard to change direction on this turf, let alone with only wearing one shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we yeah. see how it came off that her shoe? Oh no! Did someone I don't think flat so. tire her or something? I don't think mm. so. I think they just show it once she's running and the shoes on the ground. Maybe that was a helpful hint she got. That was like, "Hey, oh yeah, take off one shoe. Take off one of the shoes. Less and drag. throw it at George Bush." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so now updated score. She was the Iraqi journalist. Yeah. <laughs> it was the shoe from American Gladiators. She's got the windbreaker in the audience. <laughs> Ashley has a 50-point lead on Ursula, Man. 230 to 180. Gosh. And now we go into the men's cannonball. They never bothered to show you the first two jumps. They're both one out of two going into this. So Gemini's our, up there, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. And our winner from the first episode, I don't remember his name, is still the only gladiator to ever go three for three on cannonball. Hmm. So he was the first to do it. Billy... Standing on the platform, Billy yells, Gemini yells, and then Billy knocks Gemini off. Mm-hmm. And then Terry doesn't yell. He smiles in insurance, and then he <laughs> knocks Gemini off. Yeah. Um, so now our updated score, Billy has 380, and Terry has 335. Do you know why they knocked Gemini off, according to Adam Lee? There was a physics lesson in he there. He said, Adam Lee said, the math is... 200 pounds equals 800 pounds due to momentum. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if that checks out. And Theismann's like, I know Jim and I spent some time in the NFL, but I can't imagine he ever saw an 800-pound running back coming his way. And I was like, yeah, no, he didn't. No. 
Gemini, but also, where'd you get the number? Where did you get the 800-pound number? Gemini, the, I mean, these first two episodes has really not been impressive at stopping the competitors from doing much. Yeah. Gemini is... is For being a massive human. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of the most underwhelming gladiator mm-hmm. on the male side of things, in my uh-huh. opinion. And if you want to dispute that, come on the podcast, Gemini. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, both of you. Yeah. Tell us all about why you were the best one. Yeah. So now we go in the Eliminator. Oh, this is good. Yeah. You know, before we go to the Eliminator, let's mm. do a segment I like to call the Eliminator. Okay. So we've talked a lot about Billy Worth this episode, we so have. I've looked through his IMDb, and we're going to play a game called the Eliminator. I'm going to name <laughs> a list of things, and of this list of things, you have to tell me which of the shows, and they're, they're segmented in specific like categories, right? Okay. So in each category, you have to tell me which of these Billy Worth was on, mm. and then which of them is made up. So it's kind of like two truths and a lie. Okay. All right. Okay. Great. All right. Law and order, organized crime. Law and order, New York. Law and order, Los Angeles. Law and order, criminal intent. Law and order, special victims unit. And law and order, trial by jury. Which one of these was Billy Worth in, and which one is fake? I'm going to go he was in the New York one, which makes sense because of his upbringing. Um, that's where my mind immediately went. What was the first thing that you read? Organized crime. That That's made up. Yeah, I think that one's made up as well. That's made up. Okay. What were the other ones you read? Special Victims Unit, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, New York, Trial by Jury, Organized Crime, and Criminal Intent. I'd like to say Trial by Jury, okay. just because it seems like a real one-off. You think he was in? I think? think he was in, if it's a real one. Okay. I'm going to say Trial by Jury. Okay, okay. so... To recap, you both think law and order organized crime is made up. That is yeah. correct. That is incorrect. Dang law it. and order organized crime came out oh, in 2020. <sighs> Dang it. It's Ryan, you think that law and order New York is what Billy Worth was in. Yes. Law and order New York never existed. I made that one up. Oh. You think he was in law and order trial by jury. Uh, yeah. Billy Worth was in law and order criminal intent. Gosh, oh. Dang it. But right. trial by jury is an actual law and order? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Tra- I feel like I win. Law and Order New York was the uh, was the not real Law and Order. Okay. Huh. Dang. It. All right. So now we go into the Chicago segment. What, All right. So, do we know what he played in those? Oh, child molester. I don't. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Child molester number two. <laughs> so the Chicago category. All right. Which of these Chicago shows was Billy Worth in, and which one is fake? Chicago Med. Chicago Fire, Chicago's Most Wanted, Chicago Party Ant, Chicago PD, Chicago Justice, or Chicago Hope? I know the fire and the police one, or, or med. Those are those are real Chicago shows. Med is a real one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, so we said med, police, fire, mm-hmm. hope. I feel like hope's a real one. Yeah. Justice, Party Ant, Most Wanted. Party think- Ant's got to be real. I, I think most wanted sounds a little fishy. Chicago's most wanted? To me, that party ant is so random that it seems like it has to be true. I'm going to go with he was in party ant and Chicago's most wanted is made up. I'm going to say he was in Chicago Hope and Chicago Justice is made up. Mm. Blaine? So I'm going to start with Russ. Uh, he was not in Chicago Hope. 
and Chicago Justice is real. <sighs> he was not in Chicago Party Ant. He was in Chicago PD with Oliver Platt. Wow. Oh, Oliver Platt, one of the... Uh... I don't know if they were in the same episode, but they were both in Chicago PD. Chicago's Most Wanted was, in fact, fake. So Ryan is now oh, leading one okay. to nothing. I'm still oh, Ryan right. Ursula, though. Uh, Oliver Platt was vaguely mentioned earlier. We, <laughs> when someone made a Three Musketeers comment, uh-huh. which uh, made uh, me... Malibu did. Malibu, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, one for all, book. all for one, yeah. yeah. And then that made me look up who are the Three Musketeers. And he was Thessalonica, Porthos, Athos, and uh, Aramis. And then D'Artagnan was yeah. the one who was wanting to be a musketeer. Yeah. But Oliver Platt was Porthos. Who was the Thessalonica? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have one more category. Okay, great, great, great. To, Here we go. You have All a right. chance to take the lead. All right, if I you got get both it. these. So I got, I got, I got a point on that. So these are you have a point. Okay. So these are movies. Zero. This is a list of movies that Billy Worth was in. You have to find the movie Billy Worth was not in. And okay. which one is fake? Okay. Okay. These are movies. Uh, Me and Will. Brief interaction. Cats dancing on Jupiter. Born to race. Space Marines. Seven Mummies. And Powder Blue. Okay. I think the cats dancing on Jupiter is made up. And brief interaction he was not in. Oof. Russ? I think Space Marines is made up. And I think he was not in Powder Blue. Okay. He was not in Born to Race, <sighs> which it was a uh, Fast and the Furious knockoff that went straight to video. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Seems uh, like his milieu. The movie that was made up, <laughs> the movie that was made up was Brief Interaction. And oh, it took it me a really so long took me a, It took me a long time to come up with a movie that sounded real that was made up that didn't exist yeah. because I went through a bunch of them and I was like, how is that a movie? That's a, that's a good one. It Brief sounds like a Cinemax movie. Mm-hmm. So he was in the following movies Powder Blue, Seven Mummies, Cats Dancing on Jupiter, Wow, Me and Will, and Space Marines. Wow. Which is not. The same like, thing as whatever that space force. No, what was Starship that? Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So that was the Eliminators. <laughs> that was Ryan won one lost. to nothing. Okay. Um, yeah. And I feel like that one, that one honestly takes more research than the other one because the other one was just like find a couple websites of random yeah. facts and yeah. put them in a word document. That's um, impressive that you did all that. <laughs> really impressive. <laughs> All right, so now to the actual eliminator. Okay. Ursula is down 50 points going in, and she has to win by more than 10 seconds. Mm. So if you remember the very oh. first... Sorry, I just remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, yeah, so it's, you roll a ball up a hill like Sisyphus. You yes. have to put it in like a platform, yeah. and then you go across a beam where the gladiators are throwing medicine balls at you on a rope. And then you do like the rope at your feet and rope at your hands. Yeah. And then there's the swing for life over a, a, such a wall. Name. And then you have to serpentine through tackling dummies and pick one of two walls, one of which has a gladiator behind it. Yes. Ashley has real problems getting the ball up the platform. They both get knocked off the beam by medicine balls. And this is where Ashley's oh. biggest problems well, really start. Ursula almost like got... I mean, the medicine ball, like the rope went under her chin. Yeah. Like you can really see her Sweet head kind of music. bag, huh? Sweet chin music. Yeah. 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 So they both fall off. Ursula almost gets uh, choked 
by one of these medicine ball ropes. Yeah, she has the upper body strength mm-hmm. to rapidly get back up from the pit she fell out of and finish. Yeah. She completely finishes, and then the camera pans back, and <laughs> Ashley is still jumping at the wall trying to get it. And then this is the first time we find out there's a time limit yeah. because the time expires as yeah. Ashley never gets over, like, she, gets back up off the wall. She just can't pull herself up. She no. can't. Well, and she, she doesn't can. take, like, the best approach to it. Like, no. she just kind of jumps at it instead of, like, trying to get a foot up or yeah. something like that. It looks like there's almost like a... There's yeah. a step stool for them. Yeah, like a hay bale kind of like, like thing. Yeah, but it's, just, it gives. It's like yeah. an inflatable... Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's like a like a pad yeah so like that like you would fall bag. on yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she there. she just so, can't get up so because of that ashley's been dominating the entire episode ursula wins the episode yeah mike adamly asks ursula if dancing and her background in dancing helped and she said no <laughs> dancing is discipline this is luck yeah. Wow. <laughs> was yeah. That was a surprising answer to me. It was. I thought she was going to say, oh, absolutely, because you got to have balance. Yeah. Like, it I didn't very, do uh, anything at all the yeah. entire episode, but because she couldn't get out of the pit of despair, yeah. I won the entire thing. <laughs> Would, did she run into Sunny? I think uh, she did. Ursula, oh, she did. Did yeah. Ursula run through Sunny and yeah. Then yeah. she eventually snuck past? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. She didn't hold her there too long. Yeah. So yeah. now we go to the men's eliminator, okay. and Terry has to win by nine seconds. And Joe sure. says, all the smiles are done. This is serious business. Mm. I would disagree. Uh, <laughs> so Billy doesn't even attempt to put the ball in, like, the platform thing. Yeah. He just, like, yeets it right off the... He gets yes. to the top and just throws it off. Yeah, into the pit. Because he's like, I'll On lose a couple sec. Because you lost... Yeah, Ashley's still down there. <laughs> like, but they have to put the ball, this huge ball, onto, like, this, like, dinner plate-looking yeah. thing. Yeah. And you figured that was part of the competition is to keep the ball balanced on but there. he says that he realized that you only lost like it was like a three second penalty oh. so he just was like i can just lose the three seconds yeah. and he just threw it and he used it as like a block yeah mm-hmm. because they couldn't see him coming he kind of like pushed it off to one side yep so by the time the gladiators realized he was on the pedestal it was too late for them to throw and he flew through that he thing did on yeah the balance beam yeah. So he, yeah, he flies straight through that. He serpentines, no gladiator, wins going away, 555 like to 475. Across yeah. The finish yeah. Line too. He, really he is, does. there is not one bit of like self awareness or uh, humor in that man's body. Mm-mm. Like everything that guy's done, he's done it straight. Mm-hmm. Like no chaser. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> and so he wins. Unfortunately, well, we don't know. Who knows if 475 points is enough for Terry and his insurance adjusting <laughs> to make it into the quarterfinals? Mm. I'm not going to be disappointed if it's not. Yeah. No. He didn't bring a lot to it. No. I definitely think that the dude that won the first episode still is the best contender that we've seen. Yeah, do Although, we remember, do we remember his name? I don't off okay. the top of my head. Oh, the fullback, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was good. Craig yeah, he was no, no. Tom um, Craig. It might be Craig. Dave Craig. It might be Craig. It's not Kent. Dave Craig, who was a fullback. Anyway, all in all, good episode. Billy really 
distract it was a big distraction in this episode. <laughs> I think without Billy the episode would have absolutely sucked. Yes, because there was zero personality through yeah. anyone. It was just his yeah. lack of personality was mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. And I mean yeah. he has a great IMDB. I mean he was in Space Marines. Yeah, Space Marines. <laughs> Big hit. Check that out. Yeah. Big hit. What did you call it? Brief interactions. <laughs> Brief <laughs> interactions. Really That's good. A good fictional movie title. Yeah. Blame. It was one of those where I was like looking at different random '90s movies, and I was like, "Well, there were a lot of movies with the word brief in it. Like, uh-huh. can I find a movie called Brief Something that doesn't already exist?" And I mm. think it took four or five tries because there that, were a lot yeah. of movies that were like brief. Pelican this, brief. Pelican, Pelican brief. brief. There was one of them was an underwear joke, like because I made the joke oh, yeah. myself and was like, oh, I hope that's not a movie, but it was. Dang it. And I don't remember what that was now. Undercover briefs. It was, uh, yeah, it was something. Oh, it was, maybe. yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was fun researching those and I plan on continuing those segments. We'll definitely keep Powerball and I'll find different ways to, uh, to make the eliminator and, and have you guys, we just know Ryan is up one to nothing in the yeah. eliminator. Oh, this like carries over. Yeah. Oh, like until that. The quarterfinals. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> I thought of Robin Hood, Prince of Briefs. You know, I really thought there was a there was a moment in time, and I didn't know how we would be able to end an episode, but I do like this idea that whoever loses the Eliminator has to leave the episode mm. for the rest mm. of the episode. Mm. I thought that like would the be room funny. Has to get out. No, just like you're not allowed to talk anymore. Oh, I like, like that. <laughs> done. <laughs> Russ is like, I'm fine with that. I thought, I thought, but then I also was like, well, there's going to be times where Russ doesn't want to do it anymore and is going to purposefully lose. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll throw it. I'll throw but it I also second. didn't know like how much episode is left when we get done with that segment sure. yeah. <laughs> like, it may be hard to carry with two people so how many episodes until like how many semifinals are they building up i think we have two more okay so there's 12 episodes of the championship then two one man and one woman from each episode advance correct yeah yeah and then the quarters would have to be nine eight seven six so the first five would have to be okay yeah, and I also learned that this maybe I didn't maybe I missed this in the first episode, but the winner is going for a ten thousand dollar cash prize and the chance to be a gladiator. What? I didn't well, catch so that. they do they change the rules oh. part way through the first season. I read okay. this on Wikipedia that, that and we haven't done it yet, but they at some point expand the field and then they create like a all contender they take the champions from different seasons and pit them against each other and then that is what oh, that's what that's i was thinking a chance okay. to become a gladiator that's like the yeah. but it's it's later it's a few seasons down okay so, i'd like to think that whoever played the executioner like really wanted to try out hmm. to be he obviously wanted to try out to be he a probably right? did they were like let's then, find a role yeah. for this guy they yeah. were like well sorry you're too tall but let's never show his have face. you ever seen yeah. pulp fiction yeah <laughs> <laughs> the uh <laughs> so yeah so we've got 10 more episodes to go yeah uh here in a couple i, I think we'll be able to for the most part keep our two-week yeah. iteration going sure um and please watch these with us too because yeah, yeah. they're really fun Just pluto tv it's a free app yeah you might uh, need to like uninstall it and reinstall it if you have this crazy glitch just so you don't hear I, billy woods speech. I, I keep i keep thinking like is this gonna happen next episode where it'll just glitch back to billy worth like oh, giving man. his born in new york speech i yeah i don't i hope so oh, it drove me yeah. crazy yeah, i was I mean, really hoping when you're that you guys 15 12 glitch. 10 going to the playground yeah. you know you gotta watch out for you who's around that's right um I'm a street savvy yeah 
But it was another fun episode. It was. Uh, yeah. I, I, we appreciate all of you along for this ride. Yeah. Please like and review the podcast, yeah. and eventually we'll come up with a real name for it, and it'll have its own <laughs> feed, but we'll give you a heads up before we do that. Yeah. And obviously, if you would like to sponsor the podcast, yeah. uh, we would gladly accept your money. Yeah. And also, if you want to become a patron, it's going to be in the show notes, but you can go to patreon.com slash presequential. You can get ads early, ad-free, and bonus episodes as well, depending upon what tier you sign up for, whether it's 5 or 10 bucks a month. Yep. So this has been episode two of From American Presidents to American Gladiators. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have, and we will see you in two weeks. Bye.